So within that, um, our desire is for you guys this summer, um, as a group, because this is a smaller community um, of just people, it's a sweet, intimate time um, that we really get to begin to journey together in something. Um, And so that's what we're going to be doing, is we're going to be walking through the book of Psalms um, and kind of just beginning to wrestle with our thoughts and emotions and how to align those things with Scripture. How do we actually take Scripture and apply them um, into our life to where they transform our thoughts and transform our emotions. Um, and so I'm going to be kind of kicking us off into that series this morning. Um, Kendall is on vacation. Um, and then next week we're going to have Jeff Motes um, that's going to be with us. And he's going to kind of take us through the next psalm. So y'all just be excited about that. He's a lot of fun. Um, And just we're going to get to hear from different people um, that really have experienced this in their life. They've really taken hold of what it means um, to allow Scripture to mold mold their character and mold who they are. Um, And that's just something that is exciting. Um, And really, as we are beginning this whole process of kind of asking the Lord, like, okay, how can we do this? How can we um, begin to push people to take their thoughts and their emotions and align them with scripture. And we were like, no better place than the Psalms, right? Um, Because Psalms were written as songs, right? They're written as songs in poetry, which are created to engage people in their thoughts and their emotions. I mean, how many of you guys, um, I mean, I live with somebody that connects with songs in a way that I've never seen anybody before. Like a song comes on and it's like, he John like takes that emotion that the song is singing and that's what it is and what it's like a happy song and he's like flying off the walls happy it's a sad song or a romantic song he's like oh just come dance with me and I'm like okay because I just don't I don't connect that way with music all the time Um, it's not something that I understand Um, but that's really what the psalms do is they're they're written to engage um, you in your thoughts in your emotions I mean how many times have you guys um, open up the Psalms and it goes through just different emotions of loneliness, of happiness, of joy, of um, sorrow, of um, we kind of just get the inside scoop of David's life in that place through the book of Psalms. And they're written that way. Um, kind of a funny story. We, because uh, you get the, have you guys ever ri- opened up a book of and read in the Psalms and you're just like, Ooh, this is not what I'm feeling right now. And you kind of, because it's like this sorrowful, achy, um, he's really mad at the world. Um, Well, this is a 7 a.m. prayer um, thing that occurred not too long ago. I, uh, we were, we opened up the book of Psalm and it was like my turn to lead. And so I was like, turn, I don't even remember what Psalm it was. I was like, turn to Psalm, la-da-da. And uh, we are like, we each take turns reading a part of the verse. And so we each start reading and it's like, um, (laughs) I don't even, it was like the boar is slaughtered by blah, blah, blah. And like, as they're going around, I'm kind of like, oh no, this is not what I, like, this is the wrong Psalm. This is the wrong, and I'm thinking in my head, 
if this is not the one, I have no idea which one I planned for. Like, this is what I wrote down. And so thinking, okay, maybe it's going to get better. Like, maybe at some point it's going to change. And then it kind of gets awkward, you know, like when everyone keeps reading and they're like, what in the world are we reading? (laughs) And they all kind of like pause before they start reading. And I'm still like kind of holding out a little bit, like, because the psalm kind of take a turn for the best. Normally I'm like, okay, maybe it's going to take a turn. And then finally it gets to me and I was like, okay, y'all, I'm so sorry. I have no idea. But it was that what we're doing and they all kind of just laughed and then we had to find a different psalm and I eventually found the one that I originally planned for. Um, But it was something that David wrote when he was in just deep emotion um, and really wrestling with his flesh. And so um, that's what we're going to kind of be doing is just sinking in to the book of Psalm um, and learning, okay, how can we take these these truths about God's character and apply them in an intimate way in our life? Um, so we're going to start in Psalm 1. So if you guys want to start there, that makes sense, right? Starting going through the book of Psalms in Psalm 1. So in Psalm 1, um, really, it's th- we're starting here because it really sets the tone for the entire book of Psalm. Um, it kind of sets, uh, sets the stage for um, kind of what does it look like to walk in righteousness? What does it look like um, to lean into the Lord and sift through everything in that lens? Um, and so that's really why um, we're starting there is because, okay, why is it important um, why is it important to engage the Lord through his word? Um, and that's what we're going to kind of be journeying through. And so I'm going to read um, the chapter. We're just going to read the whole thing at the first and then begin to kind of just walk through it. Sorry. <laughs> um, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by the streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. The wicked are not so, but he is like a chaff in the wind, like a chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. Congregation of the righteous. Um, for the Lord knows the ways of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. Um, so really, where we're going to kind of sit a little bit um, is in verse 2, when it says, But his delight is in the law of the Lord. Um, so I think we have to define two things there first. What is delight? Um, what does it mean to delight in something? Um, really, it means to take pleasure in, um, to, to take great pleasure in, that you would delight in it, um, that you would love to do it, that you would cherish it. Um, and then second, the law of the Lord. What is the law of the Lord? 
Um, and so really, this was interesting for me um, as I began just to study this passage. Because um, re- the law of the Lord, a lot of times um, in the Old Testament, is referring to the Torah. Um, the first four books of the Bible. I always get confused if it's four or five. The f- first four books of the Bible, which is considered the Torah. Um, and But... That is when it's in reference to just so you guys know, because I researched it. Um, if it says the, if it has the law and it's capital L, that means it's the Torah. If it's lowercase L, it means the instruction of the Lord in its totality. So it inquires the whole book um, of the Bible and just the Lord's instruction as a whole. Um, And so I think that's really important to this passage because it's not just saying, hey, referring to um, the the Torah in this. It's kind of like saying as God's instruction as the whole. Um, And what is his instruction? It's God's word about his ways. Um, So what... Who is God and what is his ways? And in that, what are his instructions to walk in that? Um, And so it's saying, hey, delight in the word of God, in that it talks about his ways um, and what they are. So I just thought that was really interesting um, as I was kind of, what, is, what does it mean to delight in the law of the Lord? What does it mean? It means to take great pleasure in his instructions. Um, take great pleasure in the things that he says um, and the way that he says to walk in. And then um, it kind of goes into... Um, this next part, because that's something, um, how many of you guys have heard that over and over and over and over and over? It's like, okay, cherish the word of God. Okay, like read your Bible all the time because that's how you become a successful Christian. And if you don't read, I mean, how many of you guys have tried the read the Bible in 90 days on like the version app? I've tried it. I failed every single time. I just couldn't keep up with it. Um, but it was because this whole, it's the, the sense of like reading the word of God is like the, the way to success in the Christian life, right? And I couldn't, and it's one of those like, I couldn't agree more with that. Um, there is, there's, this is kind of just a lifeline in a lot of ways. Um, but we get hung up a little bit. And this, um, for me personally, has been, probably one of the biggest struggles, um, in my walk with the Lord, um, of just hear, like almost hearing those words and just cringing a little bit, like, oh, I'm not there yet. <laughs> like, oh, I don't really do that. Um, and one of the reasons why, um, and this is going to be super personal for me. And as I began preparing this and the Lord kind of kept putting his finger on this, and you know the whole struggle when the Lord says, share something, and you go, no, no, I really don't think I'm going to do that. And then he puts his finger on it again, and you go, no, I really don't think I'm going to do that. <laughs> and then he goes, okay, no, but really, and you're like, okay, fine, I'll do it. Um, so one of the reasons why reading scripture and delighting in the law of the Lord um, has been such a struggle for me is um, when I was in second grade, um, I was di- diagnosed with dyslexia. Um, so it is, um, and a lot of people say they have dyslexia. A lot of people are like, oh, yeah, I'm dyslexic, ha-ha. And it's like, um, but I got put in, like, all of the classes. I got put in, like, all of the special needs 
things, um, have a 504, if any of you know what that means. Um, but it was just something like pretty much just plagued my life. Um, every, everything, everywhere I went, I was kind of looked at as not as intelligent or somebody that needed more help. Um, and then, so I kind of, it's really like anything with words, um, is struggle. Anything that has letters or, um, I have to read as you could tell beforehand, like just reading from a page is hard. Um, and so, cause they move letters, move words, switch, um, talk about a word search. Oh my goodness. Dyslexics nightmare. Like it's like teachers pass those out and kids, like every kid is like, yes, a word search. This is so easy. And then for a dyslexic kid, you're like, this is terrible. (laughs) Like I'm going to like, this is impossible. I can't do it because literally the words, the letters move. I can't find this right, correct word. I cheated on every single one. Never did it. I was like, I'm not learning anything from this. I'm just going to highlight the same lines that the person next to me is highlighting and just kind of go with it. Um, but so that was something that was really real. And then, um, I became a believer and then they're like, okay, in order to be a great Christian, you have to read your Bible. And let me tell you, Bibles are not created for people that have dyslexia. <laughs> like, just the font in them is little. And um, there's weird numbers. There's weird spacing. There's weird. Um, and so it kind of, I kind of just got this attitude where it was like, okay, I'll do everything else. I will pray lot, a lot. I will go on cool mission trips. I will do all of this. Um, but sitting down and reading this book, I don't think I'm going to do that. Because um, frust- it was frustrating. It was something that, I mean, I don't even know how many times I sat on my bed and I was super upset about something. And I was like, okay, they say read your Bible. And I would open it up and I couldn't, I couldn't make out a word. Like, it, like all of the letters were just something. And it was like, this is dumb. And so I would just be like, okay, I'm going to put this aside and I'm going to do my own thing. Um, but in that, I was missing out um, on the richness of the, how, the richness of God in the way that he attended through his word. Um, and the biggest issue that I had is I didn't understand why. I didn't understand why it was so important. I didn't get... Um, it wasn't until I understood the why that things began to change. Um, and so that's going to kind of be the next part. Just because I, I know that most of our struggle is, is not that extreme. Um, a lot of us don't sit down and can't read, like physically can't read the book. Um, but it, a lot of times it's like every believer that I talk to, it's kind of, they struggle with this interacting with the word of God or it be being a daily thing or even it just being a daily chore and instead of delighting in it, instead of, um, it being a joy to sit in it. And it's cause I think we often forget the why, um, why is it important? Why do we cherish, um, the word of God? And that's kind of um, what we're going to talk about. And it, the crazy part is it tells us exactly why um, in Psalm 1. It says, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit 
in its season, and its leaf does not wither, and all that he does, he prospers. Um, so that's, it kind of goes into, here's the, after it says, hey, delight in the law of the Lord, he says, and this is why. Um, these are the, the side effects of really delighting in the law of the Lord. Um, it's because, hey, you're connected to the source that gives you life. Um, in that first um, thing, it says, hey, this is, you're planted by the streams of water. Um, and then you're, fr- you're fruitful. As you delight in the law of the Lord, it, you're fruitful. And then it's, you don't wither and you prosper. Um, so we're going to kind of dive into those four things a little bit. Um, and I'm going really fast, but that's okay. Um, so you are connected to the source of life. Um, when you meditate on God, God's word, you're constantly aligning yourself um, with the character of the Father. You're constantly aligning yourself with the way that he thinks and the way that he feels. Um, you're kind of taking your thoughts and your emotions and allowing him to sift through those things. Um, I kind of explain um, opening the, the Bible is kind of like a permission action. Um, you're giving the Holy Spirit permission to transform you. Because um, you can't open this um, without transformation occurring. You can't learn about God without allowing the Lord to transform you. Um, so it's a permission action um, that you're doing. And it's kind of saying, okay, God, I want to know you. And he goes, okay, I'm going to tell you who I am um, as you read the word. And it's like, that allows you to be transformed in the renewing. It says over and over, renew, like, take my word and renew your mind with it. Um, how do you walk in right, righteousness? You renew yourself with my word. Um, and that that's what you're intaking, and that's what you're connected to. Um, and the crazy part is it doesn't ever stop. Like, the connection doesn't ever stop. It's not something that can be... Um, taken away from you, or um, as you're reading his word, it's ongoing. Um, it doesn't ever say, like, he is like a tree planted by a stream of water that only lasts for two hours, like, while you're reading, <laughs> or, like, it only lasts for that 30-minute quiet time. Um, no, it's a constant, like, it, as you're renewing your mind um, with his word, it's not something that just comes and goes. It's a constant thing. As you're in his word, he's constantly renewing because um, he brings it to memory. It, he brings it um, to your thoughts. He brings it to your emotions um, and allows, allows it to be transformed. And then um, the next part is you will yield um, fruit in its season. Um, how many, like we all desire to be fruitful people. And you guys know who those fruit, you know those people in your life that you're like, they bear fruit because you just want to like, you go have coffee with them because that's what Christians do is you go have coffee and then you just sit with them and they're just like, it's like life. Like you're just, and you're like, I just don't want to leave. Like, you know, those people that you go and you sit and you have coffee with and you're like, man, like they are encouraging and convicting. And I know they love me, even though I need to fix all these things in my life. Like all at the same time, <laughs> and you're like, and then you walk away, and you're like, I don't know how they just did that. Like, how in the world did all of those things just come um, from that one human? Um, and that, like, that's what being fruitful is, is it's, and those are the things um, that we desire to be. I mean, how many times are you like, man, I just want to bear fruit. Like, man, I just want to see fruit in my life. Um, and it's like, here's the answer. 
You know, like it's delighting in the law of the Lord, delighting in God's instruction. And then not only that, it's walking in it, like walking in those in his way. Um, and then it's inevitable, like you're going to bear fruit. Um, I think it is important. It's like you will yield fruit um, in its season. Um, and so it's kind of, it's not when you desire it, it's in its season, there will be fruit, um, that will occur, but it's a, it's a promise. It's not a question. As you delight in the law of the Lord, fruit will come, um, as you abide and walk with the Lord. Um, there's so many times there's a similar passage in John 15 that talks all about, if you want to know about, um, fruit in, uh, abiding, read John 15. Um, but it's, it says also in John 15 that it's by this fruit that the Lord is glorified, um, by this fruit in our life. And that, that's our desires. Like, man, Lord, I want to glorify you. And he's like, okay, delight in the law of the Lord and it'll occur. Um, align yourself with me. And that's, that's what's going to come out of your life um, as an outpouring. And so, um, and then the next part is, it says, and its leaf does not wither. Um, this is something it's, that's just interesting because um, as you delight yourself in the law, in the law of the Lord, um, is your durable. It's something that you're able to withstand circumstances. I'm so sorry. Um, it's no matter what happens, like just think of, of the tree, um, whether there is absolutely no rain, there's a drought, um, the, the stream of water doesn't stop. Um, whether it's raining or pouring or crazy winds or um, is you're able to withstand um, whatever is happening, whatever circumstances is occurring, um, which is just kind of crazy. There's another psalm um, in Psalm 112 that says, He is not afraid of bad news. His heart is firm, trusting in the Lord. Um, and that's just something that has a verse that has kind of just transformed, um, I think, the way John and I have really just saw the world um, is just, we're not afraid of bad news. And why? Um, because the Lord is the one who sustains. Because the Lord's promises are true always. Um, that he is always a provider. That he is always um, the one who brings peace. And no circumstance or no thing, no bad news, like whatever could occur is going to change that. Um, because we're rooted and we're planted in something that is changeless. Like it doesn't ever change and it remains the same all the time. And if, if that's where you plant yourself and you root yourself, it's not ever, you're not ever going anywhere. Like that is, um, that is going to be constant over and over and over and over and over in your life. Um, I mean, I don't even know how many people um, that I kind of talk to, and it's like they're just constantly just, man, this happened, and they're like, oh, my gosh, I just can't even, I can't even get out of bed, or this happened. And then you look at people that, I mean, we look at people um, in our church that just massive tragedies happen in their life, and still they're re remaining firm in their overflow is joy. And it's like, how, like, how is that happening in your life? And it's because they've rooted themselves in the law of the Lord. Like, it's not something that um, can be taken away of them because their leaves don't wither, because they're durable and they're resistant, because they know the promises of God are true, even now, even in that, um, to the point that they're not afraid of bad news. Their, their heart 
is firm, trusting in the Lord. Um, and it's just kind of like, that's our desire through this series is being able um, for you to be able to say, okay, I'm planted and I'm stuck here and I'm not going anywhere. Um, whatever life may bring or whatever may come, whether it's graduating or not having a job or not having enough money or not um, being able to go on this mission trip or all of those things, it's like, it's okay though, because I've, I hear from God and I'm planted here and I know that his promises remain true. Therefore, I'm okay. Like, I'm okay, and not only am I okay, but everyone around me is also okay because God is sovereign. Um, and so that's just something um, that has, the Lord's just really challenged me with. Is like, okay, what does it mean to remain firm? Like, what does it mean to be steadfast um, and to endure struggle and how to still have joy? Um, it's because your joy is not you hear this all the time. Your joy is not based in circumstance. It's based in coming from a changeless source. Um, someone who is constant and always, um, always there. And so, um, those are the first two things is you you remain fruit and you do not wither. You're durable. 